we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to another episode of a sit down at a Purely Arsenal podcast. And I am joined by Neil Shaw. He's back. He's believing in the transfer rumours now. They're edging closer. They're almost on the ticker tape. And Neil's ready to predict the future. How are you doing, Neil? I don't know what I'm doing on transfer talk shows these days. What's going on? What's happening? It's fun, mate. It's fun. It's exciting because it actually pulls us through with Mick Arteta. This is your, your, you boys' forte, not me. But anyway, we've signed someone, so I'm happy to talk about Kilohertz. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, That's fine. yippee. Oh, yeah. stole that from me. Not good. But um, I've also got James Johnson with me. How are you doing, James? Oh, very good. And it's good to see, you know, Neil Vidsharstein at the bottom. You know, our transfer specialist is here. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's we're reeling him in. We're reeling him in. Uh, he's loving it. Um, a slice of rice is what we're going to be talking about. The price of rice as well is what we're going to be talking about. Um, I last week we predicted. We kind of predict week by week, and um, I predicted that. I, I, I thought it was inevitable that if City came in, um, they'd probably get him. The pessimism in me and James, you believed that um, we we'd splash the hundred out, and um, I think even. That was surprising to most. Maybe they thought we'd bid again, but not not a hundred sort of outlay with with five add-ons. It was a big jump. Um, so obviously you were vindicated when you when you saw that bid, James. Just but just were you surprised um, that City pulled out so quickly? Um, did you think we always had it in a bag? And how significant a moment do you think this could be because this is I mean I'm looking at this would be the second largest transfer in the league the biggest British transfer in the league we aren't the richest club in the league we're not even the second or third richest club in the league so it's a significant outlay we've obviously really um, focused on this player for for many many months obviously the big outlay has been coming we've been trying to look for a big purchase but it feels like we've really really wanted Declan Rice I just wondered how um, significant you could feel and, and how you felt this last week has played out James with City backing out of it I woke up and City back out of it I was I was in shock to be honest okay so to, to answer your first question um, I, I no 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 it's fine no, no, no. <laughs> do it, we'll do it in order um, so when I saw that City were interested Obviously, you do have slight, you get touchy and nervy. However, when it was so delayed, I thought that they're never really in the race anyway. Uh, I don't get this whole David Icke type conspiracy of that he's made a call to Pep and said, can you do this? So it pushes, because why would Pep want to help Mikel get a player? In in what world does that? I know he sold two of them to him last season, but I don't get in what world that happened. Like, why would you directly strengthen a rival, um, but then potentially weaken them financially? It, it just didn't make sense to me. But my my whole thing was, and uh, we we said it on the WhatsApp. I think it was, and I made the comparison to <laughs> to Craig David, <laughs> Man City on the Monday were linked with Kovacic. On the Tuesday, 
they bid for Kovacic. On the Wednesday, they'd signed Kovacic. Then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they chilled on the Sunday. Um, but so for me, if if Man City wanted Declan Rice, they'd have just gone, hello, West Ham, bang, bang, you know, F Arsenal. <laughs> Thank you for Declan Rice. That's what they do. They don't muck around. You know, they, they sometimes pull away. Look at what happened with Cucurella. They're, 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 they've got, you know, as much as there's all these charges and everything else against them, they've got a structure of if if we think it goes too much that one way, then we're going to we're going to pull back and we'll find something else and they find something else. But, um, yeah, in terms of was I surprised at the amount? No, I always believed that that, that was what we were going to do. Like I said um, last week, I, I just felt that there was so much groundwork that had been done for us not to get this deal done we would have looked incredibly silly unless of course a man city come in and like the rumors and that said we'll blow you out the water if they blow you out the water then you can give it the sort of well look we tried but this financial state back superpower has just completely mullered us instead of yeah we tried and we failed because we're just not very good at getting things over the line which a lot of people felt and i can understand and then in terms of what this does for us you know, we, we've said for months, this, this, as much as I don't feel Thomas Party's a complete write-off, there is, again, serious reservations about his fitness, stuff that I won't even want to get into. And we've all said we need a starting six. I think he played something like 97 or something percent of West Ham's games last season. And there are two a week players. We're getting rid of Granite Xhaka. I know you want to get into sales later, but I think he is definitely going. That's a humongous influence and character on the dressing room. This guy is another humongous influence and dressing room um, character. Sorry, in the dressing room, he's been the captain. And as much as it's a third, you know, as much as people want to diminish it, and it, you know, it is the third tier of European football. He has won. He has captained his team to a European trophy. There's no one else in that changing room that has captained his team to you. Jorginho has won two of them. Havertz has won one of them. But he has not been the captain. He's not been the... Ma- so I believe next season in the Champions League, you know, I, Jack, I, you know me, I'm a humongous fan of the UFC. You have to get comfortable in the un- in the uncomfortable. There's other players there that might panic when things aren't going right in these two-legged European... Ga- Someone like Declan Rice, who's been there done it you know the season before he got to the semi-final bear in mind he went far last season in that competition as well so he can i feel he's going to be another on top of that as well yeah exactly he's another good influence on that team as well as just his ability to carry the ball same as timber we've got two people that are brilliant at carrying the ball and we want to get into you know dominating the ball so that we can just completely blitz teams. Again, five points. It was only five points. That's two games, you know, that we lost out on the title. We got to close that, you know, we got to close a two-game gap, which basically means we got to beat them in, in one of the two games that we play them, for me, to win. To win. And um, with these players coming in, I, I feel that's achievable, and I'll, I'll stop whittling on so Neil can have a say. <laughs> No, no, you make a lot of good points. You, you mentioned, you know, about the reliability factor. Xhaka leaving, he's played um, 
over 32 games in the last five seasons for, De- for in the Premier League, um, Declan Rice. Uh, he played 37 last season. He actually played um, about 50 games for, for West Ham last season because he played all 10 games in the Europa League. So um, we're targeting young, experienced players that are fit regularly, Neil. If you put Havertz, Timber and Declan Rice into one hand, you could count the amount of games they've missed in the last season on the other. That's basically what, what we're looking at. And um, that might be a factor when, when it comes to Thomas Partey. You saw how quickly he he lost faith in Kieran Tierney. And whilst I think it might have been a, a technical thing, it could have also been a reliability thing. You know, he could have just been a little bit fed up that he couldn't rely on on Kieran Tierney anymore. And, and and he might be going that same way with Thomas Partey because, again, even though he had a relatively fit season, he still was out for eight, ten games, you know, Thomas Partey. And we always felt like we were kind of wrapping him in cotton wool, sending physios over to international games with him and things like that. But, Neil, it's a hundred... I just never thought I'd see the day when I sort of would be mentioning us as, as one of the highest-priced... Um, incoming transfers. Remember back in the day where, even when Wenger's day, where where United would get Rooney for thirty million and Rio Ferdinand, we weren't even in the running. We weren't even, and that was a huge amount of money in that day, thirty million. You know, and uh, it took us years to get to a player that was worth thirty million. It's probably you're probably talking Alexis, which is about ten years later. Um, so that's the that's where we've been at in terms of these financial powerhouses. I just want to, what, what do you think of the signing? First of all. But also, um, what do you think's allowed us to to make such a significant purchase? Because a lot of people questioned it, right? After the Mudrick saga and the Saicedo stuff, a lot of people said, we're not willing. We've been burnt too much from the Pepe saga. We're not willing. We feel a little bit too reluctant to do it. But we've gone and looked like we've gone and done it. Just quickly addressing Pepe, I think, uh, you know, everything. everyone makes mistakes, um, I, I hate to tarnish Pepe as a mistake, but unfortunately, it just never worked out for him. I, st- I still believe that he was a, a player with talent, but he was it just wasn't right for him. He only had that shining game really against Liverpool and we were all like, wowed that he's probably one of the only players that can just handle Van Dijk at the time. Um, but it just, it just didn't. He scored a couple of great free kicks and a couple of good goals, but not consistent enough. And, you know, it's, it was it was an error. Uh, a, a, a hugely costly one, but have to live and learn with that. That's still what's probably got us into the realm of this huge, humongous amounts of money and able to dish them out. I think it's um, it's the work, uh, obviously, Edu behind the scenes, but what Arteta's done on the pitch, he's proven that he can take a group of players, he can get them um, singing all, all from the same hymn sheet, get rid of the egos, uh, get them playing for one cause, one vision. Uh, which he's kind of just mapped for everyone. He's got the club together in a harmonious way. And I and I just feel that he's proven to the owners that, look, if you give me the resources, I can take this club to success. Um, and, and and I just think that's 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 what's done it. That's been a huge, it's been hugely influential. I don't think for a minute, if we didn't get the top four, we would have been doing the kind of, well, investing the kind of money that we've already seemed to have done. Um I mean, even I'm, I'm willing to suggest that yeah, it looks like Rice is ours, but but not quite. Ninety nine point nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent, not yet quite. We've turned <laughs> him, Jack. He's turning. He's turning. No, no, no. He's there. Ninety nine percent point nine. He's He's reading the metro. He's reading the metro. 
<laughs> if this falls apart, that's it. I'm done forever. I'll that's take the hit. Really, I'll take the hit. If it does. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I I I just feel that. Um, so a, a great deal of credit has to go to Edu and Arteta, I think. I think they're very cute in what they're doing. They really are. Um, you guys have summed it up brilliantly in previous pods about um, he's been cute even with the departures. I know you said earlier in the top of this podcast that I don't know why we seem to be a little bit more weaker with the, uh, the, the outgoings. But if you think about the outgoings that he's got rid of, the Deadwood that he has got rid of, it's quite incredible. I don't think that would have happened under Wenger. Not not that not the way that Arteta did it. You know, he just saw that some players are just not the right fit. You're gone. I don't care what wage you're on. I don't care what your your you know how much of a reputation you've created in the past. The name of the you know your name at the back of the shirt. Don't care. He's he's managed to do that, and he's managed to by doing that. He's 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 relaxed the wages or the strain on the wage, uh, the financial strain of the the the, the amount of you know weights that these wages carried and that's allowed us to to dip into the market uh, and and you know make this money available so i think i think there's that that you've got to give them credit and i think that's great and then it's not just about the the, the amount of money and the talent of these guys james beautifully uh, depicted what what rice will bring um it's it's the fit it's how they will fit in uh, Declan Rice doesn't come across as one of these guys that's got an ego, you see. And that's hugely important. Um, and I think he's going to be a massive asset. Massive asset. So much so, I'll already, already put him in the same bracket for me as how important Saliba is to this team and how vital it is to get that signing, that, you know, the, the, the contract extended. Um, that's got to happen. So I think that's key. Um, with with Killer Hurts. Uh, I, I'm happy. Just before you, just James, before you go, on yeah, to that, yeah. Where do you think he yeah. fits in? I want to talk about Kai Havertz, but do you think he fits in? Me and James have been debating a lot for the last two weeks. Um, do you think he just fits into to the six? I mean, I've got some data on him, and I just I read different types of data on him every day. Now we've probably signing him, and and his biggest area of like excelling is um, ground jewel success all recoveries and interceptions. I mean, that is where he's better than almost any midfielder I put him up against. I could put him up against even like Real Madrid players and Casemiro in the league, Saicedo, and he'll beat them all on it. So that starts to make me think he plays in parties role. But are you? there's been a lot of argument that he, that he might play higher up because of the legs that he's got, the energy that he's got. We can convert him like we converted Jacka. I just wondered what you thought, before we sort of speak about Havertz, what you thought on that. Um... If Partey goes, then I think that he, he he's of who we've got, he's probably the best fit because I don't I don't see Jorginho who could potentially play fit, fit sitting there playing regularly. Declan Rice, you see, Declan Rice is uh, Saka two point zero because Saka starts every game and he's played so many games he's broken the record, isn't he? And you can see Declan Rice touch Definitely wood. Playing, yeah. He'll, he will he will not be the kind of player that's going to get injured and, and he's going to be consistent and reliable. You talked about reliability. Well, he, he, he fits the bill, doesn't he? Um, so I think if that's the case and Partey is going to go, then yes, I can see him fitting in that position. I think a lot depends on what decisions are made with Partey. I still see a good player in Partey. Let me just quickly touch on that. Uh, I, I like the guy. I know what you guys are saying and, and you're quite right and vindicated by saying all of that, but there's still something in him. I think it depends on 
I mean, we've already got quite a good good mix there. Obviously, if Declan Rice, you know, he crosses the line and we get him. Um, but I still feel that if he if party was to go, I still would like another player in in the midfield. Um, and if that's going to be someone like I see it, I will find then. Yeah, happy days. Um, but if 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 he stays, then then there are options. This is what I like about this team. In every part of this of this pitch, they're all they can be utility. We, they've got we, Arteta and Edu have signed and got players in that can be utility players as well. Whether they come from the academy uh, or we bought them externally, and we can chop and change it. And that not only helps with um, potential injuries and uh you know uh, suspensions but it also helps us with tactics and bamboozling and confusing the opponent and i love it i love it it's great um kilohertz just quickly i think james again you made a great point we've got what, five winners six winners we've got jesus sinchenko hertz Jorginho, um declan rice if he, obviously if he crosses the line that's five winners now on you know major events, I mean, I mean, all right, we can we can debate on whether what West Ham did was a major event or not, but it is classified as a major trophy in Europe, um, and that's tremendous. So, and you know, he's the kind of player that I, he can head. I mean, I, I mean, he's obviously been more successful in the in the Bundesliga. He's a great header of the ball. He's he's he's, he's a great finisher. I've seen a few uh, stills of him, uh, sorry, videos of him where he can win the ball back, and he's got great skill with with his feet. Um, I, I think, I think, I think he'll work with us where Arteta will get the best out of him. He couldn't do that at Chelsea. I think we're going to see the Leverkusen version of him rather than the Chelsea version of him at Arsenal. I think it's a great signing. Great signing. Yeah. yeah, and it's gone under, yeah. it's ridiculously gone under the radar. Can I, ju- can I, just, ju- this, can I just jump in go ahead, just yeah. quick? Neil, Neil, do you remember when we were speaking about the um, All or Nothing documentary and it was the episode where they were trying to sell a Bamiyang or talking about selling a Bamiyang and they, yeah. had in the, they had in the office the big board, if you remember, and it had all the players on it and what position. And we were just, we were talking about like, how big is that board going to have to be now? I can't imagine how big because you can just you know how they've got everyone's name and they're like right he's here and we've got these two underneath you can go with that timber oh I can put him at the centre back one I can move this one so you can just swap it you know versatility <laughs> FC <laughs> yeah you, you know the guys that have the FC. cups with the coins in in like <laughs> um, Camden and what's the other place in London with a little market in and everything else Borough Market yeah. yeah and they all yeah they all swap it like that don't they and then you try and guess where the coin is that's what they'll be doing with the players names they'll just go you know <laughs> yeah. you just interchange well, them wherever you want it's the un- unpredictability factor but it's also the in-game solving factor without having to necessarily sub players out isn't it you can move players on the pitch that are already on there into different areas and you can solve problems and he he's been like that since the start Arteta he's really been like that since the start I mean when we first were trying to work out we couldn't really identify the type of play that he but we knew that he was trying to identify players that could play in multiple positions right as early as you know some of his early early signings um, we were like oh he's he's identifying these players because they can play in multiple positions right Ben White right back right centre back played in midfield a little bit Gabriel Jesus he could play all across the front line he just keeps doing it Um, so you you sense that with a lot of the players there's a there's a specific type of player, young, experienced, fit regularly, and if they can play in more than one position, they're bound to be on our 
probably on our radar somewhere, you know, if they're, if they're highly regarded. But just going back to that, I mean, do you remember when Wenger signed Urzil when he said, we now have the financial capability to sign one big player every summer? We, we were all like, oh, what, what, this big? But the problem was, was we were signing players, even though they were really big players, they were cast-off players, really. So it was like Urzil, Alexis, Bamiang, Lacazette, not Lacazette so much, but there were players that had kind of tried to do it at the top club, hadn't quite, and then and then we we would get them, and we would get them at you know at the late moment in a window or something like that. So it wasn't really doing it from a proactive point of view and a, and a team that was really asserting their authority in the market. This is this is a really big moment in terms of what we've done in the market because City wanted him. Uh, they weren't willing to go to, to where we were with it, but I think they also knew that we had the agreement of the player. And I think that's a really big thing that we've noticed with these three players is Arteta and Edu have done the groundwork, right? They've really put in the work to say, we are going to make sure we convince the player before anything, the agent, the player, the family, convince them first before we even try to deal with the clubs. Now, I don't know how that relates to tapping up and all that kind of stuff, but through intermediaries, we seem to be really convincing players of what the project is at Arsenal. Look at Havertz, linked to Bayern, linked to Real Madrid. He, once he heard we were in, he wasn't really fussed, was he? He was like, well, I'm going to Arsenal. And he was very happy to do so. And, and it, with Rice, you, I mean... You, you, say this as, you say this as well, Jack, but they've all got eyes, mate. They can all see what's happening. You know, I, they like much, what they see. Yeah, they like yeah, what they see. Exactly. And, uh, and, uh, and I'll always say it as well, you know, just talking about it with the markets a little bit. London's still a pull. That's the one thing that Arsenal can always have is is L- London still one of the you know one of the greatest cities in the world regardless of the crime rate <laughs> it's still one of the greatest cities in the world. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, yeah, there's definitely that. There's def- that's a huge factor, and uh, yeah, no one's everyone's been watching us, and it's nice to see you know Bellingham sort of mentioned about not wanting to go to a to fabricated club and, and things like that. And, it, and it's nice to hear that. It's refreshing, you know, with the amount of money that's going around in these clubs at the moment, you can see why people would just go there. Um, and maybe maybe he's looked at other things as well. You know, he's looked at Calvin Phillips getting three minutes of football season and, and things like that. He obviously is another level to Calvin Phillips. But I, I watched, obviously, once you get close to silent play, you watch everything on him. I've watched some, some YouTube clips of him just doing sort of Tekka stuff, you know, like Zinchenko and Jacka did. Honestly, the guy is, un, like, technically... I've not seen, I've not watched Rice enough because I'm watching him. I'm going, where is this technique coming? He's unbelievable. Ping the ball wherever you want to a dot. I'm like, where is this come from? Uh, it's really impressive you get a chance to flick through some of the YouTube. And he's a rapper. He's and he's a rapper. And he's a rapper. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he seems like a really nice guy as well. I mean, I saw some yeah. of the stuff with the West Ham fans last season. And that's why he's he did a good come fit. across as a really Yeah, and that's a huge fit. thing for him, isn't it? It's not just the player, it's the total right. person. And he wants to make sure. The, the 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 spirit of the team is correct. So I just think it's a really significant signing. It wasn't necessarily the one that I thought we'd go for, even the one that I, was highest on my list. But I've really looked at it and thought, wow, that is just a huge, huge signing to get one of the biggest players in England, future England captain. Captain, we just wouldn't have been in the running. And it's it's crazy. I mean, I can't wait almost for for the announcement and where it's gonna where it's gonna go from there. But getting him in early as well, Neil. Me and James talked about this last week. We said, when when have we been in a position like we were last season? Everyone criticised us last season um, towards the end of summer. But what they didn't realise was the reason we had such a good start to the season was because all of our players were in by mid-July. We wanted one more, but 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 it wasn't 
massively important on Arteta's agenda of why we would have, would have got it. And actually, if you remember, the reason we wanted one more was because El Nenny tore his ACL and Party got injured at the start of the season. And we all went, whoa, and that's why we went in for Douglas Luiz. If that hadn't happened, we probably would have gone, ah, you know, we've, we've kind of done what we thought we were going to do here. And uh, again, like I heard you say on, on Mike's pod, you know, hopefully we can look later in the window and get one or two in if need be. But but we don't have to. And it's not essential. And they're not going to necessarily be straight into the team and starters. Whereas these three all have the capability, clearly, of going into that first team pretty early. Maybe Timber has a little bit of a settling in period. But Havertz and, and Rice, for sure, you could see him turning up that first day of, of, of the season, couldn't you? Just going back to, um, I'm going to come back to James in a sec, but just going back to you on Havertz, Neil, you said you see him sort of fitting in like like he did in Germany. I think me and James came around that, that way of thinking as well, that he was going to fit into that. I, I just wondered if you worry about a bit of a transition period. Two new midfielders. You know, if, you, if you're losing Xhaka, you're possibly losing Pai, or at the very least, you're, 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 you're maybe replacing Pai. Um, it's a big transition for any club to change your whole central midfield, which was largely successful for us last season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, there's going to be, but the thing is, if we, we've got to move forward and we've got to tackle. You know, Shaka's Shaka as great as he's been. I mean, it, I mean, I mean, it's sad to see him go, but inevitably, I think that's it. I think he's he's been waiting to find out, or they've the team, the club's been waiting to see if they can bag someone like Rice and bag a couple of uh, midfielders to change the engine completely, and then then you know that's it. That the, the, he'll he'll be off and. I, I, it's it's always a massive thing, isn't it? When you lose a player that's been influential, uh, we've we've had it over the years where Wenger had to sell a marquee player every blooming season to to fund the stadium. We've been through it, uh, you know. We've been hit hard with some of them, but um, like we sold we sold Van Persie to our rival. I mean, hopefully we'll never do anything like that again. Um, he literally won the title for Man United the the, the, the season the next season after that happened. So I I. I it's hard, but and there's going to be transition, a slight transition. Of course, it's the engine, it's the it's the heart of the team. But I think the the quality is there for it not to be too too much of a problem. And then we've got the quality players around them as well to help them through that transition. You know, if, if Saliba signs his extension, he stays. We're rock solid in the defence anyway. That's without without you know Timber, you know influencing it at all he doesn't need to straight away you know he might have a bit of a transition as you said but we've got our rock solid defense already in Gabriel in and Saliba anyway so they're going to help those players just in front of them feel more comfortable Declan Rice I can't see him having any issues I just can't and and even even with kilohertz I mean at the end of the day you know it's is it the, the quality is there the experience is there the premiership experience is there which is the key thing I can't see much, to be honest, if any. Mm. I think they're just going to fit in, slot in beautifully, and it's just going to work. And I think Arteta and Edu have probably looked to that as well. They must have done. You know, gone are the days where, as you said, it's very reactionary what we're doing. We're getting things done early. And the fact that we've got some really quite juicy pre-season friendlies against some huge names, yeah. and it, they, they'll, they'll play. They'll feature. Of course they're going to play. And that, okay. that that is what I've always I've always always said it. I know I said it on the on, on Michael's podcast, but getting them in early is so important to adjust not only to footballing life, but just to adjust to a new life. We're all human beings. If you make them, you did it, Jack. You moved to America. It takes a little bit of time. You're just, oh, yeah. you're, you're getting used to a brand new environment. 
And that affects you as a human being. That affects you maybe in your job as well. So this is, football is a job for them as well as something they probably love doing. But, yeah. you know, I think the fact that we've got them in early and we can get these pre-season friendlies with them involved is massive. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, I mean, our pre-season starts next week. Um, you know, obviously some of the players that played internationals won't come back initially, but Nuremberg, we, we travel to on the 10th or 11th of July around that time. They'll be going to that. And the thing with it is that, like you said, you make a great point because we've brought in two players that are probably going to start for us in the, in the central midfield. I think we're coming around to the fact, he's going to, especially after his Havertz comments, which said he's going to offer us a lot of midfield. I think that was this week, wasn't it, um, James? So it's going to be really important. We're not necessarily going to see a, a pre-season that's quite as fluid because when we, it's, it's a brand new field. It's going to be some teething problems and we're coming up against, like Neil said, big size. It's gone to the days of Arsene Wenger where we played Barnet and teams from Austria that he didn't know. Um, do you remember towards the latter stages, he started going to Singapore because he knew he had to, and he, you could tell he hated it. He hated it. He didn't want to do any of it. But now, commercially, you have to do it. You have to play the teams that you're going to play all season. But, you know, Barcelona's Real Madrid, uh, teams in your own league, but 5,000 miles away, um, because that, that's what, it's a global thing now. But but um, it, it, it's really important, isn't it, to get those two players probably in, starting together, James, probably, probably from the first game against Nuremberg. I just wanted with... Um, with habits, one thing we didn't really touch on um, is they're both coming from London. They're both playing in London, coming from London. They've not. This shouldn't be a huge transition period in terms of you know moving houses and things like that. It should be pretty you know easy to flow back in. Obviously, positionally, I just wondered, um, there, James, do you have any concerns with Havertz positionally adjusting back to maybe some of the stuff that he did in Germany a few years ago? Because in truth, Chelsea for two and a half, three years, they've not used him in that way, and that's not anything to go by because Chelsea are an absolute shambolic mess. But I just wondered if you have any sort of teething worries there. Um, I think I think you've got to have slight, you know worries but I, I'm not overly yeah I think I think Neil's just made a great you know he's made two great points in what he's just said um if they were two players like not within the league then you're going to have a massive massive adaptation but it, it's it's like when you when you join a new job if, if you're enthusiastic and you want to give it your all and you want to go and you're not in the cold like you know straight away you know, what is it, out of the frying pan into the fire? The, these are two people that you know, we all know they're going to start. They're coming in, they're starting, they're not on the bench. So they're not, Timber, you could probably say he's the only one, you know, new league, new air, but he's probably not going to start. I still think Ben White's going to be the starting right back for us, uh, potentially. So he, he, yeah, he, he might have a bit of time to adapt. He's class though. Trust me. That, like I said before, that guy can dribble a bowling ball. Honestly, he's, he's mad. Well, I want yeah, to see him good. up. I want to see him up against strikers. Cause they're going to be thinking, right. He's going to dribble at me. Like he gets the ball and goes, I'm going to take you on. And they're going to have to worry about, well, hang on a sec. How far can I press him? Because he's going to try and outdo me, so I, I'm like that. Just adds another new dimension to us. I, I can't wait to watch him play. I, and 36 I think, million, I think, is what was being reported. Yeah. I mean, that is a that's a decent fee for a player. Yeah. International played, you know, last two seasons fully played for Ajax. He's mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a really versatile player. Can play, you know, like you said, right back, mm-hmm. defensive midfield, right centre back. It was mostly where he played, but I do not see us playing him there, mainly because no. of stature, if anything, and the fact yeah. that he. He dribbles a lot with a ball, and our centre backs don't dribble a lot. 
I mean, they don't. We don't really allow them to, do we? Yeah. And he's uh, he's rapid. I'm like, we, we Mark Overmars at right back. This is this is mad. This he's rapid. He's absolutely rapid. I can't wait. I can't wait. But no, back on back on Havertz. I've got no real. I did at st- at the start, but I, I'm 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 coming round. You know, it, seeing that picture with the dogs has won me over. So. I've got no real problems there. And going Interesting, because it was old kits. How's he getting the old hand? Uh, we can't get our hands on old kits. He's got his hand on three old dog kits. <laughs> maybe maybe it's from when he's played us and he swapped them or something. He had him in the... He, he kept them. Co- and then, he knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'll just say as well, um, I, I looked at some stuff the other day where I was getting a bit football nerdy and I, I was looking at the height of certain players and what that meant in terms of their strides. And I think it was something like when Haaland is in full flow and he's either with the ball or making up the ground, as a six foot five bloke, his strides are like nearly four to four and a half meters. So no wonder, every, no wonder everyone bricks themselves when they come up against him. But I'm like, well, Havertz isn't slow either. And he's six foot four. So that's about three and a half to four metres. So you said it, Jack, the other day, we need people that play in tight spaces or they make the big gaps smaller when we're on transition or we're counter-attacking. And I feel that compared to what we might lose defensively with Granite Xhaka being there, because he's a much better tackler and everything else than Havertz is, but I I, I think the offensive will improve. And I said it last week as well, didn't I? We've, we've rice there that can go back and forth. And with the two in Saliba and Gabriel, who are, you know, arguably they ain't slouches in foot races. I don't think the defensive worry is too high. I think, I think we, I think we should be, should be okay. Yeah, I agree. He was, um, he was the fastest midfielder in the Bundesliga the season that he left 21.7 miles per hour. He is no slouch. As well, Jack, he had very, very good stats playing on the right-hand side. So yes, we keep, ta- we keep talking there. about From Germany. Yeah, we, yeah, we keep talking about um, resting Saka. If you really wanted to, you could go to Havertz. Right, you're on the right-hand side if you want to, and then we can do what we've always wanted, which is Smith Rowe at that left eight. And you know, Smith Rowe's producing in this. He's having a preseason before a preseason, which is great. This that's what he needs. He to needs do. it, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's going to get an extended break probably when he comes back. Any, anyway, I don't expect to see him playing in Germany or you know the first game in America, but he'll definitely be there later on in the in the latter stage, which is fantastic for him because uh, he's a player we all know how good he is, and we all want him to kick on. So. Yeah, it's it's again. It's like we go back to. It's just the options. There's so many options. You know, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be hard for Mikel to <laughs> decide what he wants. But that's what you need. That's what you know. We had it in the Invincibles. Yeah, yeah. I know you're right. And I just want to um, just before we get on sales, Neil, uh, we're we're looking at about a 210 million outlay. You predicted 236.5. Jeez. Um, Outlay. So you're actually you you could well be right. Um, James, you said 200 million plus. You, you hedged your bets there, so you probably still win it. I said 204. Stupidly, I'm out of it already with this these three ones. But who'd have thought we'd be we'd be talking about being near that number at the start of July? I mean, even I I, I thought we were going to do signings early. I, I did think we were going to do a couple early. I think we said maybe two before Nuremberg. So, but to, to, to that outlay, I I don't think I could have predicted that. And uh, it does leave the question mark up, Neil. Uh, 
we could well be done and we don't know we could well be done and if we, if we are by the way i don't think we can really sit here and i know people will be we can't really go be angry about it i mean you know that they, they've got all their first choices in which is a big thing for Arteta because he really at times if you're to believe rumors hasn't done that but these all three feel like first choice signings there wasn't really anyone ahead of them you know um i just wonder what you feel i think we'll go to the sales but do you feel there's any gap in the squad with the possible sales of like the Jacker, the obvious sales that are going to happen, the Jackers and things like that, um, that we need to plug. A lot of people say we need another six or an eight. I think that's probably pending a party sale. Some people might say we need something else. I don't know what you think. Yeah, like, like, like you said earlier, <clears throat> party goes, then yes, we still need someone there. I, 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 I feel that. But if party stays, I think the midfield's like, okay. Think what we've got is good enough. Um, your your concerns over Saka, I think, have been addressed just simply because of the uh, the utility players that we've got in the front. Where you just mentioned Havertz, you've you meant you love the fact the way Jesus came and fitted in that role. You know that Martinelli and Trossard could switch uh, middle and and left. Uh, we've just got so many options now. Nelson, I'm still hoping he stays. I, I know I've always been advocating that. Uh, but for me, the priority is Saliba, ESR, Nelson. I'd love all three of them just extend for a long time. Um, so you've got that option. Um, I the only the only other area the defense is amazing. I, if 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 Justin signs, oh my god, which it looks like he will as well. Julian. Yeah, yeah, I call him Justin because Justin Timberlake. Oh, I'll let you have it. No problem. I see where you're going with it. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, the, the, uh, on the Nelson it, one, there's a bit of information that came out. Did you read the information about Nelson yesterday? I think it was Charles Watts that released it. He said they think it's agreed. They're pretty sure it's done, but he's on holiday and they didn't, weren't able to contact him, which is a bit weird. Um, they said they're pretty sure, but because his contract's actually up, because it's July 1st now, until he signs on the dotted line, they can't be absolutely sure because he's technically out of contract and i was like well yeah i mean that that would be obvious but also i felt i felt that was a bit weird like the the, the i know he's on vacation but like on holiday but a bit weird that you couldn't contact him but again we'll find that out within the next week because everyone's back next week yeah. nelson's got no reason not to be back next week so you you would expect to know that pretty yeah. early on next week yeah yeah so you know looking at the defense i mean the only one if if tini goes which doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. If it happens, it might be towards the end of the window, I think. Um, then maybe we should be looking at a, an orthodox left back because Sinjeko is definitely not that player. Um, so that would be my only now one, pending, pending the party decision as well. As I said earlier, I would like party to stay. I'd like to give him one more season. Um, but, you know, who knows if we get Mbappe and Caicedo, uh, you know, we don't have to worry about defence, really, do we? So no, um, there you go. There, I mean, you did, yeah, yeah, you just so, don't know. Yeah, if, 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 if we're winning game six four, who cares? It's still a win, isn't it? Bad, does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, we could dream. You never know. Yeah, I mean, I'm dreaming already in terms of transfer window and the outlay. I do, but, I do but, think it's going to be a significant window for a lot of teams, and and there'll there'll be a lot of teams that go over the 200 million barrier. Look, this is the way I see it. If Tierney stays, Party stays. ES, ESR, Saliba extend their contracts. Nelson as well. I think we. I think I'd be happy with the way it is. I honestly, I never thought I'd say hear myself saying this. I would actually be content with what we've got. Yeah. If all of those permutations stay as they are, 
and, and it happens. If we lose a couple of those players or they don't sign extensions, then yes, we've still got a little bit more work to do because we're talking about depth, which we lacked at the end of last season. We need that depth. We're also in the Champions League, so we need that depth and we need that ability to to fill in players and give them the rest that they might need because it's going to be vigorous. The Champions League is a different, different, uh, you know, animal to what the Europa League is. And yeah. Arteta has also got to get better at the two-legged games, so he's going to need these players to be able to do that. Yeah. So I think I think it just depends on what happens now over the next few weeks. But I, I at the moment, as it stands, guys, I'm really happy with this. It's amazing, incredible. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, would you say the same, James? I mean. For sales, just to go. You mentioned the wage bill earlier. Our, our wage bill allowed us to do a signing like Rice because we exponentially dropped our wage bill. But obviously, it's quickly going back up because we're giving people new contracts, which is what happens when you're when you're successful. So I'm not complaining about it. But we must be looking at our wage bill and looking at players that are not going to start above a hundred grand a week and aging. And Thomas Party is in that bracket probably right he's 200 grand a week he's over the age of 30 he's not always fit he's he's on the sale list if there's a proper offer there for him kieran tierney's the same thing he's not that old but he's you know fitness wise we have questions and he's over 100 grand a week as well you know that's why jacques probably also going over the you know 120 grand a week Pepe, we want to get him off the books, 140 grand a week, because we've got to try to balance it somewhere because there's some significant wages coming in. Havertz is going to be on higher wage, 250-ish probably. Um, Declan Rice, I can't imagine it's much different. And then you've got all those other increases like Saka, Martinelli and, and Saliba. But James, what do you think? Do you, do you agree with Neil? You'd be happy with it as it is if Party didn't leave and all the contract signings happens that Neil mentioned? Or do you feel there could be or should be something else come in later in the window I, I do believe we'll move again um, but it'll be later on and I, I think it'll be one potentially two depending on who go I, I still think even if we kept party um, we, we will look to add potentially another um, six type player because Jorginho is out of con- I can't see him being renewed next year and I can't see Elneny being renewed next year uh, and, it, and it's just like we'll get him now He'll be a development type. You've got to remember, Lukonga's probably going to go somewhere. So that's another one you loot. So it's like, get a development type of player. He could probably have all of the Carabao, some of the early FA Cup. If we do well in the Champions League and you get the chance towards the end of it, if we're like qualified in, in the group and we've still got two or so games spare, play this, you know, the name people are throwing Lavia out there. I think he might go to Liverpool personally. However, he, if he would start for Liverpool. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. He will um, start for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel if if we were to get the someone like a Lavia, you could go. You play these games, mate. You get you a season, a bit, and well, another season to get you up to speed because he's not a terrible player. He bashed us when we played when he played us at home. Yeah, completely ripped us to smithereens. So I think that's going to be the hard part conv- convincing him. Yes. It might be based on game time, and I yeah. don't think it's necessarily as easy for us as it would be no. for Liverpool. No, it's not. No, I I, I agree with you. Um, the the thing I the thing I'm very very happy about, um, and Neil Neil I think's mentioned it uh, with Michael and everything on their pod as well, is there's no rush now. Yeah, you know we've we've had before as much as we made a stupid and again goes to the previous regime of idiots that used to be at this club we made a really insulting and borderline 
thick offer for Luis Suarez. That's arguably one of the stupidest things as a club we've ever done. Because if we'd offered proper money, we'd have got him because he wanted to come to Arsenal and we'd have had him. And maybe you go to yourself, oh, would I really want Luis Suarez at Arsenal with everything that Luis Suarez... I'd have took him at the time because, you know, that was a third... You know, he was scoring 25-30 for them. What would he have done with Alexis, uh, Ozil, whoever else with us? God knows. He might have, you know, he might have got even... I think he scored 50-odd once in a season at Barcelona because he had the Zavis and the... You know, he had all them and of this world feeding him. Um, but to look at the now and not the past, we've got no rush to sell someone because we need money to buy... You know, we're not like Chelsea, like you said, we're not that absolute mess of Chelsea where they're like, bloody hell, give me some money for this guy because I need to buy, I can't buy him until this one's gone. We just, you know, sit back in the chair. Oh, what's that? You're offering us 12 million. Get lost. Make that 50. You know, we can bump the numbers up, you know, no silly bids, none of your nonsense, pay what we want or get out. So, you know, don't ring this phone unless you've got serious money to, which is fantastic. That again is why, You've got to credit Garlic, Edu, Vinay, you know, all of them in the organization because there is no we yes, we yes, we do have to sell. Yes, we do, because there's some there that are stealing a living. But we're in no rush to sell. We basically hold the power and in, in most of the negotiations and we can dictate how much what we want to do. And that's great. So to have all the chips on our table is uh it's great stuff. And when, yeah. have, when have we when have we ever sat here and said that? No, exactly. You're coming from a position of authority and not desperation. Exactly. Exactly. You've got the players in. If if someone doesn't yeah. like, recently, we heard um, yesterday some reports that the reason the Jacker deal is not going through is we're not going to do it for 13 million. We actually want 20 million for it. And that 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 that's again coming from a position of we've already replaced your granite. We've already replaced you. So if you really want this move, we want you to have it too. But they're going to have to pay up because, you know, we, we we expect you to move. We will allow you to move at some point. But we're not in a rush for you to move because we've already replaced you. You're not going to be, is Granite Xhaka going to want to be travelling with us on pre-season tour? This is a player that doesn't miss a game pre-season or otherwise, knowing that someone else is replacing him already and he's sitting there on the bench watching where he could be playing for someone else. He's not. So get your agent on a blower and make sure that club, pays up you know because you know, we're not asking for ridiculous amounts we're just asking for what players are worth I think I mean I, I saw a report that Tavares has come out and said you know the same as uh, Cedric where he's like no no I'm really desperate to get in with this new group and try and win back my place I'm, I'm like you, you're not you're not going to be a starting left back for Arsenal I, I, I mean I, I feel there's potentially something there I'm not saying he's a complete write-off but you ain't getting. I can't see where you're getting minutes, especially yeah. as a left back. No chance. But I also think with him, it doesn't necessarily be significant money. But I can't. He's got enough quality for there to be takers out there. Eight, ten million. You know, definitely yeah. enough quality for. There. So why the beat bids aren't coming in yet? I don't know. But hopefully we hold our nerve on it. We start to create a little bit of a little bit around each player, a little bit of media drive around each player but the likes of like we said before off air the Tierneys and the Badigans that they should really whether it's now or later in the window they should be 
commanding decent fees, you know, decent fees. And uh, I mean, on our recoup, we all said we we think we we have the capability of recouping around a hundred million. And I, st- I still think that's possible. It's very slow at the moment, but I still think that's possible. Maybe you just need one to kick it into gear, you know. Unfortunately, we don't have a whole country like Saudi Arabia just popping off to buy all our players um, because you know that that that's what they do. But but I think I think I think we've got the ability there. The, the striker one will be interesting. Uh, I think we said Neil a few weeks ago, and you were, I think you were on that one as well. That we we would like to see Balogun in pre-season, um, but I'm not convinced necessarily that 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 it goes further than that. But you never know. If he has a really good pre-season, we're going to want to keep him, and then suddenly Eddie Eddie's on the chopping block, and and you don't know. But again, it's it's a position of you know. I presume we've got a group of players we're willing to sell. And it depends what what kind of offers come in, come in for them. So it's quite exciting, isn't it? Really, um, the right winger was the worry for me, but I think you you you're you're right. There's a lot of options there that might come. If you're going to have a a year older Vieira, we don't know where he's going to play. I think he could well play out right more than centrally, but just physically. Um, Gabriel Jesus again. Now we've got Havertz as an option and Trossard as an option there. You could see him filtering out right. So I think there are options because you do have to protect Saka. You can't be playing him two games, 90 minutes every week. Can't be doing that. Um, so we, we, we need to protect him because he, he faded, didn't he? He faded off in, in the last stages of, of the season and he played more minutes than almost anybody. And I think his minutes in his legs at this age is sort of unprecedented. So we just have to be a little bit clever. But it looks like we're, we're making all the right moves. Have you looked at other clubs? I don't. We don't like to look at other clubs, of course, but... Um, Liverpool making some significant outlays. You know, Man United just signed uh, Mount from Chelsea. Every player wants to leave Chelsea in their prime. Um, now, you know, literally nobody wants to say. It's quite interesting that Pochettino hasn't been able to convince any of that group. You know, when Arteta came in, uh, you know, Xhaka was out the door, wasn't he? Um, Aubameyang was here and he was very important at the time. And he, and he, he convinced them both very, very quickly that this was the, the, the place to be. And it's been, I think it's been quite interesting to watch Pochettino and, and someone like Mason Mount, who's basically their version of Bukayo Saka, right? I mean, he's his boyhood player. Um, and there's, there's doesn't look like he's had any ability to even remotely uh, U-turn these players. And it's not just him. Um, I, think, I think he's had a say. Uh, you know, it's not like, as much as I thought Potter was a great manager, to go from, you know, and I'm, I think Brighton are, on an ascendancy, so I don't want to diminish them too much. But to go from a Brighton to a Chelsea, he's never been a, a you know a, a big club that's sadly used to winning the top honour. You know, we could say they buy them, but they they they, they, they have won the top honours the last couple of years. He was just a fish out of water, wasn't he? He was dictated to. Yeah, we're buying this one. We're doing this. We're doing that, and he sort of just went with it. Pochettino at least can be like, look, I, I've been at PSG. You know, I, 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 I've been a manager for a very, very long time. I've been around the block type, you know. Yeah. And I th- yeah. He, 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 he's, I don't think that he would accept people being sold unless he consented on it. And for me, there, there's, there's times I've always thought about Mason Mount is whether he wants to do it or not. He's too inconsistent, you know. For, I, I know we don't really want to talk about other players, but I, he's he was linked with us, and I was like, no, no, because he's he's a guy that he he decides. He's not consistent all the time. It's whether he's up, whether he wants to do it. You know, some people say that about Madison. Madison sometimes it's whether he can be, but you know, Tielemans was another one. Whether I can, it's up to whether yeah. he can be asked or not if he wants to do it. So, yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't care about Chelsea. I they rock, you know. Yeah, I mean, look, look. We're obviously looking at City. Obviously, going to spend spend big money. I think they're about to spend a hundred million on a centre back. Who's I've watched him. He's very very good. And, and they're obviously going to strip for. But they're also going to have some transition. They're going to have uh, Gundogan's left. They're possibly going to lose um, Bernardo Silva. They're possibly going to lose Amarez. Um So there's some transition there for him. It's not like they're they're, they're continuation. And he's very good at transitioning the squad and da da da. But. Um, but you know they've got a few players that are staying that, that that are not necessarily in their peak years anymore. They're coming sort of towards the latter part of their career as well. Whereas we're actually getting younger, which is incredible because you're replacing Jacker and Party with Rice and Havertz, who are two twenty-four year olds as opposed to two thirty-year-olds. So collectively, we're actually going to be y- younger, which is which is quite incredible. But again, young, experienced players is is exactly what Mikel Arteta is looking for. And I agree. I think we will go for one more this window. I don't have a clue who it's be. I, I think I said to James the other day. I think it's left field. I think we don't even know who it would be at this point but I do think it will go one more and it might be later in the window but I think this is what we're looking at going into into our, our early point of pre-season and um, we can't be disappointed with that so it'll be really exciting to see the players back hopefully boys we'll have um, some announcements next week maybe a Saliba contract even that would be nice wouldn't it so we should be having it I'm feeling we can have an announcement every day you know Nelson Saliba Chuck Rice in the middle it could be fantastic. It'll be a very busy week for the Arsenal media team. But great job, Edu, Mikel Arteta, fantastic in the market. Always loved them both in the market in terms of incomings. And now we're starting to see um, what Champions League Arsenal looks like in the, mar- in the market. And we're proper big hitters. I'm loving it. We're pushing people aside. Get out of the way. We're back. We're back. But we'll be back um, next week to discuss maybe some, some hopefully some sale sales that might be happening. And obviously some of the announcements that will happen this week. Fingers crossed, Neil. But it looks pretty 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 much on um we can find us at purely arsenal fp on twitter sorry james go ahead no i was just gonna say turn your notifications on you know because uh that that arsenal official account's gonna be pinging next week oh yeah Big probably time. be merchandise though you watch so saliba <laughs> new saliba new contract and potentially a new shirt number if you've already oh, i feel bad Ooh. for the people that have gone out there and put 12 on the bloody home shirt now yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's gonna, yeah. that's gonna, just like you, where you're authentic, it's gonna be out of date in a week. Yeah, I've devastated yeah. on that. How do they get the flipping embroidery wrong? I'm, on the I'm jealous of you. I think you've got a great shirt there. I, I've contacted them twice. They don't respond. Um, and I don't know what they're doing with the authentic. I don't know if they're going to re-release it. They're not going so, to release to, it. To be all. fair, Neil, Neil has got a point that stuff that's got like errors on it goes Massive up in value. value. For some reason, it goes up in value. Yeah, there's like. I remember once before. It's I like had, Chelsea's players; they're all error. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what. Well. I can't remember what wrestler it was that I had, but they they done the color. They done the color wrong on the figure, and I had the one that had the wrong color. And that people were like, "Yeah, that's worth like 200, 300. I was like, oh, "I'll put it on eBay now." Yeah, there you go. You never well, keep hold of it. If, if someone yeah. offers, keep hold of it, it, Jack. Honestly, keep hold of it. Yeah. yeah well, let me know on that. That's just, it's very interesting on the authentic one. Don't worry. The, the new away kit's being released uh, in in a couple of weeks, boys. So I'm sure you'd be excited for that one. It's travesty, isn't it? Oh, God, I keep seeing pictures of it, and it looks worse and worse in every picture. If you um, can't get a photo of Odegaard looking good in it, it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm, I I buy a lot. I mean, I'll fully admit, I'm a I'm a I'm a very heterosexual man. But when you look at Odegaard, you do turn. And I'm like, if you can't make Odegaard look attractive, you've, he you've messed like up. He looks like he could have been in Westlife or something, Odegaard. You know, like a, he looked like a well, young just, boy band member. Just, just, just Poison oh, yeah. Grace personified, isn't he? He's just, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. He'll be back towards the end of next week. Absolutely buzzing for it. Even Havertz is saying, I'm, I'm recharging the batteries for next season. They know they've got big things coming. They know we're the place to be. We're the place to be again. So it's exciting times. Um, subscribe to us on Purely Arsenal um, on YouTube. Click on the link, just click subscribe, and then you'll see the, the podcast come up a little bit early um, earlier there. Thank you for everyone that subscribes, comments on it on Twitter. We're on at Purely Arsenal FP, and you can find our individual accounts through there. We're always sort of chatting to people through there, and we appreciate everyone that retweets the podcast and stuff like that and subscribes to it. James Neal will be back after official 200 million spending spree that might get confirmed by the end of next week. Madness, absolute madness. Can't believe it. Up the arsenal. Come on. Come on.